Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to Wrestlers with Experience. I am your host, Dietrich Davis. My co-host, Mark Morell, as you know, has been covering everything New Japan and AWA. And I want to say that he's doing a phenomenal job since this COVID thing. We've been recording in two separate places and he's been knocking out those individual episodes and I'm knocking out these individual episodes that we're going to start recording the podcast physically face to face once again by the end of this month. I say I say I say second week of September, maybe before that. But um, things are getting back to normal. Society is being back is getting back to normal or the new normal. Excuse me. And given the fact that we are on the East Coast here in New York City, we have to make sure that we, um, I, I guess they're trying to make sure that we are as safe as possible. So with that being said, me and Mark's voices being combined once again, it's again face to face to give you that vibe that we had when we first started this show, we'll be returning. Um, I want to thank everybody, and let me say this respectfully, because today's topic is not going to be an easy one to talk about. And I don't want to be disrespectful about it, and I don't want to make anyone feel as if I'm not um, respecting what it is. But first, I want to thank everybody, the wrestlers, people, oh, wrestlers, all the people who listen to wrestlers with experience from Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Podbeam, Castbox, Deezer, Tuned In, and soon and Podcast Attic, and soon to be Pandora. I thank you all for listening to those. Your, our podcast and those respected networks. Now, if I sound a little bit slower today, I am a little burnt out. I've been knocking out a lot of shit. I'm trying to get projects off the ground. I got uh, court proceedings I have to deal with uh, and shit like that. So, But I refuse to not do this show. I refuse to let days go by without giving you guys content. We're at the point where we're giving you two a days on Tuesdays. And we are consistently giving you a a piece of audio every day, five days a week, maybe sometimes seven, depending on what's happening in the business of wrestling. So once again, I thank you. But um, allow me to get into this topic. Believe it or not, there is another uh, another podcast by the, uh, believe it or not, in reality, there's thousands of wrestling podcasts. But there's a particular podcast I've discovered recently. I like the combination of these two. It is called the Mixed Tag Team Wrestling Podcast. Shout out to them. Um, thank you for the follow. And I've been watching their content for a few weeks, and they're pretty good at it. They're pretty. Um, they got it together. Let me say, tell you that. I don't. I don't know their full knowledge on professional wrestling and the history and the years of it. But they got a very, very strong show. And I like the combination with them. And maybe hopefully one day we can work together in the future. With that being said, as I do, I listen to all things wrestling throughout the day. Um, separate from the other stuff I do, from other podcasts, from my other podcasts. But they were talking about the female division in AEW. And I'm going to have to admit and I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, but I couldn't wrap my head around it. I couldn't figure it out. And I want to be honest. There's no more excuses for Kenny Omega. You fucked up the women's division. You can fix it, but there's no more excuses. Kenny Omega has officially fucked up the women's division. And Brandy Rhodes might have added insult to injury. As we know, AEW's men's division is heavily focused on. But the women's division, outside of Awesome Kong, 
who is a transgender female. For those who don't know, that is a male who's converted over to female, who is a transgender woman, is really the only one that is being focused on and giving a manager a mouthpiece and pretty much airtime, along with Britt uh, Brit Baker and every so often sprinkled in there. Big Swole. Now, when they first started AEW, which were coming on their first full year, they said the men and women are equal. That's their exact words. And they and I quote that. That's their exact words. They also said men they also said men and women will have equal pay. First of an industry. They've kept in their word on that. That's what they said, not me. Pardon me as I take a sip of my drink. That's what they said. They said they were holding their word on it. And then the unequality showed up in my personal opinion. And I think the mixed tag team show brought this up as well. The belts. The men belts showed up. The world title showed up for the men. It was a big, beautiful motherfucking piece of gold. Oh, Brandy and Cody and the Bucks were wearing it, which I thought they shouldn't have been doing. They, the belt. I'm not a fan of that particular design of belt. Um, it reminds me of another championship belt from many years ago that I loved, and I felt as if the belt was a little bit over-designed, but it's a beautiful belt nonetheless. I'm bored with it already, like most things in AEW, I am. And I want to support the promotion, and I want the promotion to grow. But they basically cannot hold up their end of the bargain. And then the women's championship came out. And I thought this was going to be a big, beautiful piece of gold. And the Women's Championship came out, and they came out with that little piece of shit under-designed championship. And I said, the center plate looked so small, it looked like a belt from the 1940s. Was not feeling it. Was not feeling it. It looked more like a commemorative child's belt. That shit can't even go around the waist. Do you remember when Nyla Rose got it? There was no putting that around Nyla Rose's waist. The Women's Championship, and I don't mean to be fucked up, okay? But I got to do this. If I just look at men's championships alone, there's only been two champions. Chris Jericho, John Moxley. I get it. In AEW's Women's Division, there's been three champions. Rio, 133 days. Nyla Rose, 101 days. And I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this name. Hakiro Shahida Ashida. She's had it for 73 plus days. She's the current AEW champion. I didn't even know she was the AEW women's champion. Because it's not that I didn't know that she was. I didn't know who she was because they didn't give us no video packages on her, her past history in wrestling. There was no interviews with her. There was no buildup. It's just she happened to beat Nyla Rose on May 23rd, 2020, and she happened to become champion. If you ask someone right now randomly who's a wrestling fan, who is the AEW Women's Champion, a, a general wrestling fan, someone who sprinkles in and watches there, sprinkles in and watches there, they would not be able to tell you. But they could tell you that John Moxley, 
is the AEW World's Heavyweight Champion. No questions asked. No if, no ands, no buts. Why? Because whether the show is shitty or not, shitty or good, whether the show is beating NXT in the ratings or not, it all comes down to marketing and promotion of your world champions. I want to use that as an example to lead forward with this. Kenny Omega, you dropped the fucking ball. Brandy Rhodes, you disappoint me. Because promises was made when this company started. Equal pay, equal opportunity. And obviously, the men have had an opportunity more than the women. I'm a black man, 39 years of age. I'm not going to make it about race and color. But when this championship first happened, I said to Mark on this show, I said I wouldn't be shocked if Nyla Rose becomes the first AEW champion because they're going to want to play the transgender card. And they were smart. They gave it to Rio. They let it rock. They gave it to the young woman that Kenny Omega wrestled when she was a teenager that pissed Jim Cornette off. That is the little girl from 15 years ago or 10 years ago. Kenny Omega was supposed to lead this division in hirings. He was supposed to lead and he was supposed to lead this division and booking. He was supposed to lead this division because he said he knew what to do with the women of AEW. Not my words, his. AEW has 19 women on their fucking roster. Okay? They got the abandoned, the living dead girl. They got Allie. They got the star of the show, Anna J. Trust me. These three people, I've barely seen them on AEW t- television. You got Awesome Kong, barely seen on AEW television. You got Bea Presley, barely seen on AEW television. You got Big Soul Swole, she's now getting more attention. I like seeing a black woman get attention. You got Amy Sakura, you got Britt Baker. Broken leg gets more attention than anyone. You got the, you got the, the chief brand officer, Brandy Rose. Bitch, you've been dropping the ball. She's of the natural, uh, of the of the night of the natural nightmares. Decent, okay, wrestler, not great. They said wins and losses will count. Some of these wrestlers don't even got. <laughs> some of these wrestlers are still sitting in triple zeros, which means you haven't even been represented on television yet. Then you got the world heavy, the women's world heavyweight champion who we need video packages on. We need to learn her history. She needs to be promoted, this, that, and the other. Oh, and there's a bigger topic that's coming on that's following with this. The galaxy's greatest alien, Christian, whatever, Chris, what's her, how you say this? Satlander, whatever. You got Leva Bates. You got Penelope Ford. You got Nyla Rose. You got Mel. You got Rio. You got uh, Sadie Gibbs. You got Shanna, and you got uh, Yuka Sakazawi, whatever. 19 women that we barely know anything about, but the men are pushed forward, promoted forward, given more opportunity, more than anything. They talked about these wins and losses. These wins and losses mean absolutely nothing. Professional wrestling, though it is made to look like it is real, it is fake, as the words of I've said, Kevin Nash said, a lot of people have said. 
but they have not made me believe the wins and loss record in AEW. It's not a good thing. They should have never ran forward with that. Now, here we are. We have the women's tag team tournament, and this is the nail in the coffin to me. And the women's tag team court tournament, I think, is being used right. But when you compare it to how the men are used, the women's tag team tournament is not looking like it's being presented correct. One, they're supposed to be dawning on crowning women's tag team champions. They took the tournament and put it on YouTube. And I honestly believe putting the tournament on YouTube is a right thing. Now, on the mixed tag team show, I forget the... Uh, I don't know you guys' names. If you listen to this, I don't know you guys' names by heart just yet. But the young lady on the show, she said she, you know, she wanted to see it represented on television. The gentleman of the show said he thought it was right on YouTube. I'm not making it a man thing. I'm not mansplaining. Anybody who knows me knows I come from a film and television background. And I predicted many years ago with a network that television will be a dead commodity come 2021. It will be something that people use by habit, but will not be the main defining moment and presentation. I am documented by saying streaming is the future. I remember when Netflix DVDs were coming in the mail and Netflix had this watch online option almost 12 years ago. I remember when Crackle was the first online service from Sony almost 14 years ago. I've been watching shit online since the dawn of the internet of small video four minute packages. I knew this was the future. When YouTube was around, when it first started almost 14 years ago, I was I'd rather watch stuff on YouTube, even though it was four or five minute videos. This was inevitably the future. Your iPhone, your Android, all in the palm of your hand is literally built 100% built as a media machine. Yes, they put all these beautiful parts and this, that, and the other, but it is a $1,400 television. I remember with Puffy, and I have to say all of this for you to get the point of what I'm saying, people. I remember with Puffy first created Revolt. He goes, it'll be on television, but it's not made for television. Revolt television will be made to be in the palm of your hand. And podcasting the biggest system of communication, audio and video entertainment was designed to be in the palm of your hand. Therefore, the issues with the ratings in professional wrestling, yes, the ratings are dropping, not just in professional wrestling. We can focus and say Raw ratings are this, AEW ratings are that, SmackDown ratings are this, pay-per-view buy rates are down, UFC books a better fight. We can say all of that, but the reality is the future of professional wrestling is a streaming and is a streaming system of entertainment. Vince McMahon knows this. This is why he's giving away a free version of the WWE network. It's the smartest move. Only old school wrestling fans are worried about ratings. This is about the internet and the future of streaming. Let me give you an example before I continue on the topic of the women's tag team tournaments. Hot 97 in the morning or the breakfast, breakfast club in the morning. 
only has anywhere from 20,000 to 40,000 listeners. On the television station Revote, which Hot 97 play, I mean, Power 10, uh, the Breakfast Club, Club plays in the morning, only has upwards of 60,000 to 100,000 viewers. But on YouTube, the Breakfast Club can gain momentum of upwards of 11 to 15 million views per hour to two hour interview and video upload. Those numbers are astronomical. Now, Wednesday night is a very awkward night of television in the middle of the week. They're putting on a wrestling show on a network. The, pur- the purpose, the, the WWE has made more money now than they've ever made before. AEW is content for TNT. It's not like it was 20 years ago where you can get, where there's only 100 stations and 40 of them are truly watchable like it was back in the early 90s and in the, in the, in the th- late 90s and the early thousands. Now we have upwards of 1,700 television stations. That's 1,700 television stations. AEW, WWE Raw, the now New Japan shows, uh, New Japan Strong on Friday nights. These, this is all network content to double back to their websites. But now the women's division can be completely controlled and given to a new audience simply because it's being put on YouTube. Now to a lot of people, this is fucking insulting. But if you're looking as Brandy is, and I'm and I'm and I'm not shooting Brandy Bell. Please, I still believe that the tournament belongs on network television. But I'm but I'm I want to shoot I'm, I'm going to shoot Brandy some Bell as a branding officer, who her husband has built the second half of her career, his career using the internet, using YouTube. The women's division is in the right fucking place because those all those young women between the ages of six. I'm going to say this respectfully, between 6 and 19, let's just use that demographic, let's use that demo. This is not a Chris Jericho promo, I've been talking demos since the beginning of this podcast and since my years of podcasting on film and television. Within that demographic, within that demo, they're going to get more young women watching the show, future wrestlers, future fans, with the right amount of programming, if this tournament does right on YouTube, it might end up with two to three million views, which gives them more than the television network gives them. And YouTube, YouTube creates over six million hours of television, of broadcasting content a week. The tournament is in the right place. They should most likely, this could be a test run. Now all their tournaments will take place on YouTube. But I can see the argument brought up very clearly and very in detail on the Mixed Tag Team Wrestling Show that it seems like the women are not getting an opportunity. And I believe the tournament should have been split in two. Part of the tournament on YouTube and the other part of the tournament on the television show. There has to be an equal format of branding. Branding. It's true, and I don't, you know, I don't know Brandy Rhodes' business vernacular, so I can't judge her for 
not knowing what to do or what she does know how to do. I don't know what her degrees are. I don't know what she went to school for. And television, you don't need um, degrees or anything like that. You just got to know your market. You got to know your product. And obviously, this her and Cody has become a family business of this. But my question to you guys are, the listeners of this podcast that I think gratefully for, do you feel it's truly an insult that the women's division, the women's division lead tag team tournament is being done on YouTube? And I, I feel it's not. I think the problem is the way they did it was wrong. The way they started it. You could have had the tournament start on the tag team show and they would say to continue this tournament in detail because then you could change the language barrier. You can create the stronger terminologies for the show. You could build so much. But also, if you're going to put the show on YouTube, if you're going to put the tournament online, you should be doing video packages of every woman that is a part of that tournament and that and play those video packages on AEW on the AEW main show, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, on Tuesday Night Dynamite, whatever, and have it where we're getting six to seven minute video packages of the women in each tournament. Conversations, this, that, and the other. This will take pressure off of you when you're doing the other show. And it should be more women's, ta- more women's tag team and wrestling shows <laughs> in general. Now, I'm on the website, and I want to make you guys laugh. They got this record system. Singles matches, tag team matches, uh, uh, trios matches. I'm looking at the tag team matches of the 19 female wrestlers, and out of 19, one, two, three, four, five, six. Let's see something else. Seven, eight. Eight women of the 19 has never even been in a tag team match. They've been singles. I understand the system that they're using with the draw card. That's that old Midwest NWA style wrestling shit where you draw a card and draw a color and you get your tag team partner and all that bullshit. I get all of it. But where is the equal opportunity for the women's division? Where is the promotion for the women's division? Why aren't you hiring aggressively for the women's division? Why aren't you putting the money into snatching up the women's division? And why are they only being respectively premiered on a streaming platform versus a television show? At the end of the day, there's going to be more people going to watch wrestling online than they will on regular television. And there's going to be a lot of people who simply watch it on television. I'm a person who will catch the replay of a show online and watch it in detail. I can fast forward. I can rewind. That's the benefits because you don't get that with AEW. But with the AEW tag team, women's tag team show, you can rewind it. You can pause it. You can do more studying of the footage. In the end, the men take a bigger hit because they're going to be compacted on to YouTube and small three-minute intervals, 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 because the network is not going to let them put up a whole fucking match. They're not. It's not going to happen. And they haven't created the audience to do that just yet. 95% of AEW's roster, uh, uh, fans, are from the online wrestling community. The IWC, as it will be labeled. 
the internet wrestling community. So for them, this might be the right decision, but on a broad spectrum, this wasn't done right. This wasn't done right at all. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have the final match on AEW, but there's not enough female representation. The roster is not strong enough. They're not telling me who these people are. They're not telling you who these people are. Just, just saying, here's another woman down to the roster. But, and to give an example, not to sound fucked up, they're not getting the promo time that MJF is getting, that Matt Hardy is getting. They're not getting the promo time that Lance Archer has gotten. They're not getting the promo time uh, that John Moxley has gotten. They're not getting the promo time that the SCU has gotten. They're not getting the promo time that Dustin Rhodes has gotten. They have not gotten a promo time that Cody Rhodes has gotten. They have not gotten video packages and promotions like Brian Cage has and Chris Jericho has. And they definitely haven't gotten a promo time of Mr. Brody Lee of the Dark Order. The way they ran this promotion in the beginning with Adam Hangman Page going for that world type title against Jericho, the amount of attention that they gave to that, the amount of promo time that they created for that, the amount of video packets that they created for that, that wasn't done for the women's division. And that's the argument I have to agree with. It's not fair. It's not right. You know, if this was Booker T, they would have to run on their own merit. No, Booker, shut the fuck up. Dirty ass nigga. Go do a spin rooney in your living room or some shit like that in front of your cornball ass wife. Even the broadcast team. There should be one female voice on the men's broadcast show, not just used for women's matches. There's, you know, there's so much. You only got one female referee, but you got four men. Hire, hire three more female referees. Black, white, Hispanic, however you got to do it. However you got to do it. But this wasn't, it shows at the end of the day, this was all talk. There's a lot of great females out there on the independent wrestling scene that are great mic pieces that you can give some of these females because some of them can cut a promo, not all of them can. There's not even a real fucking faction for the female division. For the women's division. If I was in charge of the women's division, there would be a video package every fucking episode. One woman would be highlighted every week. You got 19 women. That's 19 video packages that you could film about 45 minutes of an interview and clips from all around the internet, all around the uh, online streaming services and this, that, and the other. Stuff that you can get rights to. And build up each woman on the show. What WWE has done phenomenally, whether they dropped the ball or not, <laughs> women main event the show all the time, not AEW. The women are thought about, you could tell by the way they're booking, and they need some organization over there, that the women are thought about and put in place after the men's matches are put together. And maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I know two people in AEW. And as you guys heard me show, heard me talk in a rejection letter from the vice president of AEW. You've heard me talk about this on the show. But when do the women get their proper representation? 
or are they going to wait until WWE does their big women's thing and then they're going to try to piggyback off of WWE women's thing? You got 19 women. That can be its own TV show if you're going to add a second show or do something. But AEW needs to beef up this roster. I want to know, i be honest with you, I want to know who Bia, Bia Presley is. I want to know who Emmy Secura is. I want to know who Le, uh, Leva Bates is. I want to know who, who Mel is, Penelope Ford. I want to know who all of these women are. Sadie Gibbs, who just got signed to the company. I want to know to who each and every last one of these women are. But you're just going to throw them on television, no breakdown, no understanding, and saying, this is our new professional wrestler. It's unfair. You know, when you make a movie, you have to make at least two to three trailers. It is consistent marketing. Each episode should be a trailer for each of these women because they truly have not been properly introduced. They haven't gotten time to create their bag of bragging rights. And each one of these women, whether Booker T agrees or not, deserves the opportunity for the audience to say, I'm going to get behind her. Just like this, the women's division deserves the opportunity for the tag team for fans to say, I'm going to get behind these two women as the future tag team wrestling champions. It's a consistent ball drop. It's a consistent one. That women's roster should be as equal in size as the men's roster. Equal in size. One, two. Let's see. We got five, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. 35, <laughs> yo, 40, let's see, so I'm counting people, please, please bear with me for a second, 45, 50, 55, 54 men on the roster, that's fucking crazy. There should be 54 women on the roster. There are lots of female wrestlers out there in the world who are fucking talented and better places, more talented than the men. For a long time, I always said Impact should have become an all. I, said, I did a whole episode on this. That Impact should become a all women's wrestling company. Get rid of the men. Let the men be managers, let the men be referees, but get rid of the men and make Impact a all-women's wrestling division. I mean, company. Put them in main events. They should have did that with Tessa Blanchard. Get all the females, jump all the men, hit them with chairs, baseball bats, sledgehammers, and get all the men out there and make it look like a real women's revolution. They never did that. When you look at the champions in AEW, it started off... With, with a tag team division and a world championship division. And now the men have another belt. Where is the women's TNT championship? Where is the women's tag team championship? It should be equal. And redesign that goddamn women's belt. 
Make it bigger, make it stronger, make it more dominant. Give it the love and attention it desires. That looks like a commemorative belt that you would give away at a Hall of Fame. That belt looks like shit. Redesign it. It don't got to be equal in size to the men's belt, but get it up there. It should be bigger than the TNT championship. That's for sure. Cody, Cody Rhodes, Tony Khan, the wrestling. He knows everything about professional wrestling. Everybody, the, everybody in the presidency and the offices of that company has dropped the ball. Kenny Omega, you have dropped the ball. Brandy Rhodes, your branding has dropped the fucking ball when it comes to the women's tag team division, the women's division in general. They need to be aggressive. Hire, hire someone to go for, I'll take a job. Hire someone to go find the best female talent in the world and do something with them. This should be a separate, this should be separate executives and presidencies just for the women's division. It literally should be. This should be a separate vice president. This should be a separate branding president. This should be a, a separate writing team. There needs to be a writing team, not this fly on the wall shit. That shit is great, but they need at least two to three writers to come in and build the women's division. Non-arguable content, which means whatever they create is what you put on television. And let them ride. And let them be huge. And let them be famous. And let them be fucking megastars. Because you do got a talented roster. But it's time to beef it up. You got two hours of TV. An hour and a half should be dedicated to the women's... uh, presentation and if you got to create a separate show for just the women talk to tnt they need more content create a separate show just for the fucking women's division and put it on tnt television put it on on saturday put it on whenever on Sunday nights, do whatever the fuck you got to do, but market and rebuild that women's division because you can do it fast and quick television networks don't care about ratings anymore what they care about what they care about is content dvr content i'm telling you i know the film and television world very well the schmucks at the top ah uh, can we get a dvr replay how fast can we get it on demand What is the on-demand replay? I know I'm being long-winded with this particular episode, but I have to say all of this because this is what this division needs. It needs a team just to focus on them, just like you got all of the boys focusing on all of the boys. You need a couple of girls or a couple of men and women who understands women's wrestling and sees it as an equal to the men's wrestling divisions and have it where they focus on the women's TNT championship. Have it where they or where they ha, where they where they, where they focus on the women's WWW excuse me forgive me for that for the women's AEW World Heavyweight Championship and focus on it and if the women want to be equal let's change the game when you come down to the ring if you want to equal call out their heights call out their weights weighing in at five foot weighing in at one hundred and ten pounds at five foot four from Louisiana let's make it equal. Because we want certain things, but we don't want other things. The women's division should be a shiny, equal system. It's disappointing that I'm looking at the website right now, and we got four men with belts, but only one woman with a shitty little championship. That looks like a kid did it. It is time to grow the women's division. I have been forward for women's wrestling for a long time. 
we did an episode, me and Mark did an episode on this particular show, and we talked about top 10 women. And when I started pulling out the list of female fucking wrestlers, he documented, he was blown away. And he had to admit on that show, my co-host, that he didn't pay attention to women's wrestling as much, and that's not a bad thing. The problem is we have been programmed to back burner women's professional wrestling. When some of these women do it better than the men. With that being said, I thank you guys for listening to this particular episode of Wrestlers with Experience. I didn't mean to be long-winded, but I had to take care of some business when it came to this. And I want to thank the Mixed Tag Team Wrestling Show for giving, for helping me put this topic in order in my head because I wanted to touch on it for a while, but I didn't know how to structure it. And then when it, when I watched their episode on YouTube and I subscribed to them on iTunes, um, excuse me, I realized, oh, this is what I have to say about it. AEW can make history and they should go about doing it. You know, but it is what it is. If I was in charge of that whole women's division, I would literally be changing the game of how that shit is presented. That's just me personally. Um, Not for everyone, but that's just me personally. Once again, I want to thank all you guys who listen to Wrestlers with Experience on, uh, on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartMedia, Stitcher, Podbean, CastBox, Deezer, TunedIn, Podcast Attic, and soon-to-be Pandora. I thank you so much. We are redoing the website. It is no longer DietrichDavis.com. It was my personal website for all types of content and work that I do. I am changed. It's officially now called DDOD.TV. We are going to be um, getting back into the video portion of the show so you can watch this, the video portion of the show on iTunes. With that being said, I thank you guys so much. We appreciate you listening. Um, we got a lot of content coming out this week. Uh, 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 two a days and and one and once a week. You got you got about seven episodes coming this week. I don't think you're gonna miss a day of it. We thank you for being faithful listeners. I thank you to all the new listeners. We appreciate you very much, and I hope to hear from you guys soon. This is Dietrich Davis, and I'm out. <laughs>